Ask the Podcast Coach for October 1st, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. Did I say it was the first? It's the second. It's the second. (laughs) And it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from the Average Guy TV. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you, uh, October second. We'll get that. Oh, we'll eventually yeah. get that in post International Podcast Day. Hopefully, everybody celebrated that well. And I've been spending the week really dialing in the studio, new lighting and some new camera and some. It's kind of been fun. Internet's still a problem, but I spent a whole week troubleshooting issues, and it was good to get back to. That's always fun. Yeah. Did you, I feel like I'm going to lose my podcaster license because I didn't do really anything for international podcast day besides. I think you're okay. I go, Hey, it's Uh, international podcast day. Yay. I got a chance to broadcast home gadget geeks fell on that day. So I got a chance to talk about it, but I, I think it's okay. I mean, you do a lot for the podcasting space, Dave. You're always out there both for Libsyn and talking about it and all that other stuff. So I think every day is International Podcast Day for you. (laughs) It is. Very much. But are you thirsty this morning? Oh, I cannot wait to get to this coffee. Let's get (laughs) it. There you go. And of course, that coffee is brought to you by our good friend, Mark, over at podcastbranding.co. And you mentioned International Podcast Day. Did you know what else was great about International Podcast Day? There's a lot of great things about it, but, but what else? It was the sixth anniversary of the Resourceful Designer Podcast, featuring one Mark from PodcastBranding.co. So he's been podcasting for six years and launched, apparently, on International Podcast Day. And if you're like, well, who is this Mark chap that you speak of? He is a guy that obviously is a podcaster. He's an award-winning graphic artist. He can help you make any kind of artwork, a logo, a full-blown website. If you need some sort of like audit, if you're like, I don't know, I just kind of pieces part of this thing together, he can kind of look over your entire production element from, you know, to make sure that your artwork matches kind of the what would you call it? Not the theme, but the Your brand. Yeah. It's your brand, your style, your brand. All those things come together, right? Yeah. So all that stuff is over at podcastbranding.co. Mark can help you. And of course, he's Canadian, which means he's polite. And I said that hoping I would hit the beat and I didn't. And and I feel you ever do. Oh, see, I just missed. That was the one. See, it's harder than it looks, kids. (laughs) One, two, three, four. There we go. It's tough. So good. So hot. This coffee's so hot this morning. Of course. Yeah, that's right. It's that awesome mug yeah. you got there. Yeah, brought to our friends over there, Dan Lefebvre, based on a true story at based on a true story podcast.com. And if you're kind of a history buff or if you're always interested in what the truth is on some things, especially around movies, Dan is your guy for that. If you have, by the way, uh, if you have some suggestions, go out. He has 185, 100, yeah. something like that episodes. If there's something that you're passionate about and you want him to cover it, head over there based on truestorypodcast.com and send him a note and just say, hey, what about this? And that might be a good opportunity for Dan to pick up something different. Dan, thanks for sponsoring the mug. And this uh, mug is a solid. This thing is held up. I've taken it outside. I traveled with it. I went to Boston with me. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, that's super great. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. Yes, trying to think of a movie that is based on a true story. 
like think, most of them are to be honest yeah, when you true. think about it right they just mess them up and you know i, I shouldn't say most because it's that's not really true but a lot of them a lot of them you know we got into the superhero genre as of late and man did covid not crush the superhero genre <laughs> like yeah none of those movies were made it seemed like there's a few but it, it didn't it didn't get done dave before we get started uh today you know i've been having internet trouble and there's nothing worse than a, being a live streamer and having internet problems. You've probably seen me over the last the couple of weeks freezing up and, you know, the audio, whatever. For the last, well, for this week, I've just been streaming off my phone, off the hotspot. I have 5G service through T-Mobile and it's really good. And, you know, it. you got to switch it over. I don't want to do that long term. You got to switch it over and I got to connect to the hotspot. But it's, it's solved the problem for now. So sometimes even if you're having internet trouble, you got you can be a little creative Try something different, inter- introduce some technology. T-Mobile has a home plan where you could get, you know, 5G home service all the time. I may try it out. It's 50 bucks versus the 100 bucks that I'm paying through Cox. Ouch. And Cox has been out all week. They replaced every bit of copper in that if, between the pole and, and my computer and still didn't fix it. So the guy I left on Friday, well, going to have to get an engineer involved on this one. So hopefully over the next couple of weeks, we'll get fixed. Yeah, at least they're escalating as opposed they to... They are. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did make me buy, you know, I had to buy their modem because like they wanted to take everything out of the right. equation, right? And good thing about that, you rent it. You, I can take it back if I need to. I've kept my old one. I'll yeah. just have to see how this goes, right? I'm, I'm not... You got to kind of stay with it. I think the key is to stay nice on those calls. I always, you know, I called a couple of times and I was pretty frustrated, but you're like... Oh, that's great. Could you just help me? And every time they would do something, they would suggest, hey, I could. Re- yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Almost felt like I needed to tip one of the guys. He was so <laughs> he was so helpful and just tried to be nice to him. And so the saga will continue. We'll get it fixed. We'll figure it out for today. Streaming. So even if you if your Internet's down, try your hotspot. Give it a try good chance you can get out that way i've done things on my hotspot when i've been traveling mm-hmm. you know i can turn my on verizon i can turn my phone into a hotspot and i'm really surprised like i'm not going to be streaming netflix on that but it was although technically you know you, might, you yeah. might be able to yeah you actually you might be able to last week i mentioned i got a new camera it was that 4k the logitech 4k camera yeah. i found out it is this the it's just a rebranded brio just to be <laughs> honest so if you have the Brio, it's nothing new. I just think they've taken the Brio name off. It still shows up as the Brio camera when I use it. Spent some uh, time this week kind of dialing in the color a little bit. It had been, it had gotten way off. And my lights were actually too white, if that m- mm. makes sense. Just too much whiteness in them. So I went and got some ones that were a little more, mm, you can kind of tune them in some, you've got some lights you can kind of tune with with an app or a, don't you have a remote, Dave, on your lights that you can do. do some stuff with? Yeah. I can actually, you know, here I am in hell or, you know, yeah. I don't want it to be yellow. What if what if, what if hell is actually purple? You know, we're going to get there like, oh, this actually, <laughs> this whole time. That's not what I was expecting. Yeah. Not, yeah. What have you done with the color, Satan? <laughs> this is, this is. Yeah, I got tired of the red. <laughs> the you red know? was just, was, the red was old. It was old. I needed something new. And needed really, we know start. it's it's Mrs. Satan that would want the the redone. She's look. I need a change. Hot pink. Hot pink. I needed a change. So got some new. Got some tunable lights and some other things, and it's helping. I think get to get a little bit better color. Yeah, half the reason I am I have somewhat of a flesh tone 
is I have this one is all white and this one has a little bit of yellow for lack of a better phrase, just to kind of help me do that. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, uh, Gary says the Elgato Airlight has an app. You can dial in the white balance. Yep. So all sorts of fun stuff too. And, I kind of prefer to get the color right to start with. So I set all my camera settings at the, the base, you know, the out of the box. And then I try to get my lighting as close to the right color as possible. I don't, yeah. You know, when you add those effects to your camera, it's taking up processing powers in some cases and some of those other things. So I'd actually prefer to get the light correct down here first and then have to dial in the camera as little as possible. Sometimes we have crappy light, then you start messing with the white balance and the tone and some of those other kinds of things. So that's kind of my method. Well, we mentioned somebody in the chat room said, what was that again? Podcast branding. What was that? Uh, yeah. Did they invoke him? And, Is and he... they vote, it's, he's like Beetlejuice. If you say podcastbranding.co, podcastbranding.co, and then you say it a third time, podcastbranding.co. Oh, there he is. He is there. We need <laughs> hey, guys. some fanfare. Do you have some fanfare music for him? I have applause. Yeah. I think the only music I have these days is if you're going to nerd out. Yeah, see, that's just, oh well. Yeah. We might. Mark's a developer. Yeah, he now does we're gonna some... nerd out. Mark. <laughs> there we and go. Mark to get his nerd on. <laughs> hey, Mark, how are you? Good, good. Dave, I, I had to jump on. I had to correct you on something. Yes, International Podcast Day, sixth anniversary of Resourceful Designer. But I actually started podcasting back in 2013, so I've been podcasting for over eight years, oh, not well, six you years. Go. There's, so there well, technically both are correct, right? Cause yeah, you have been yeah. podcasting more than six years, but yeah, also I've been podcasting eight. that one podcast for six <laughs> years. Mark, let me ask you, can you stay for a few minutes while sure, we sure. can I ask you a question? So when you're thinking, because this is a, like Dave and I are not good branding people. Like we've tried to do it on our own. And Dave, can I speak for you in yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. We're not good. I at I've, I've all corrected a bunch of Dave stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. How do you like what? What's the process when you're working on someone's brand? Like when you when someone says, "Hey, I need you to help me with my brand." What kind of things? How do you think through that? What are some things you do to get? How do you get to that spot? Because we think about it too, and it doesn't come out the same way it comes out for you. So, what do you do? How do you get those creative juices going? And what do you well, do to kind of find that stuff? A lot of times, Jim, I ask a lot of questions. Okay, I've got a whole what's what we call in the design space discovery questions or discovery process where I go through and I ask a lot of questions and the questions are not like, what do you want your logo to look like? Or what do you want your artworks to look like? I go through and I have a whole list of things that I ask. Some of them are arbitrary. Some of them are about your goals. Some of them are about, you know, where you've been, where, what qualifies you. And just asking all those questions, I start to build a picture in my mind about what uh, direction I want to take. And the more questions I ask, the more details I get from the person, the finer I can narrow down that focus that I'm going to work on. And a lot of times, I, I'll end up going off into a direction that the person never thought of. And they'll come back to me and they'll go, oh, wow, you know, I would have never thought of that, but that is perfect. The other thing, and I do this especially with the podcast side of it, is with podcastbranding.co, I insist on getting on a chat like this with every client. And I know not a lot of, not a lot of people do that. And the reason is, I, I mean, I could ask somebody, it's usually a 10, 15 minute chat I get on with them. And I ask them questions that I could easily just email them and say, here's some questions. Can you answer these questions? 
But the reason I'm getting on a chat is I want to get to know the person. You know, if I'm designing something for you, Jim, or for Dave, or for Mary, or for, you know, Habid, or whoever, I want to get to know who that person is. So when I get on a Zoom call with somebody, if the first thing I see is somebody sitting there in a shirt tie, and it's nice to meet you, Mark, you know, I've created this nice spreadsheet for you to look at and stuff like that, that gives me an impression of, okay, I'm going to have to take the art, the artwork in a certain direction. But if the guy gets on the call and is like, hey, Mark, nice to meet you. Wow, you, I am so pumped. Let's get this thing going. My artwork's going to take a completely different uh, approach. And that's something you can't get like with email. You know, If I'm sending the questions. So that's why I get on. I want to meet these people because their personality will play a role in what I design for them. Just like when I did stuff for Dave, when I uh, did uh, the podcast rodeo show. I mean, I purposely went and put a blue Yeti mic on that artwork because I know Dave. <laughs> and uh, if you're not familiar with that artwork, it's a blue Yeti with, you know, it's called the Podcast Rodeo Show. It has a, a lasso and you're pulling the, the blue Yeti out of, out of the way. So mm-hmm. I did that because I know Dave's personality. I know Dave. I would have never done that if somebody else had come to me and I didn't know them. You redid the, the artwork for Cigar Authority. Yeah. And, you know, I'd been on that show and then taken the bell away and the logo has their bell as a big kind of component of the artwork and that by itself that concept and the bell and all that stuff generated so much engagement for them for about a year nine months to a year let's just say and you know kudos to you for for getting to the kind of the getting to the heart of that uh, of that and seeing it and their prior logo was just terrible. Like it was not, it was just, it was too busy and it was cartoonish and it just, it was kind of fit what they were doing, but you certainly simplified it. So it's great. I still, I say this all the time. I really need to sit down with you at some point and get my <laughs> stuff done. I just, anytime, every, Jim. I think about it on Saturdays and then I don't think about it for again, but I need to, to do that as well. So great work on, you know, getting Dave's. Now you, you listen to us from time to time. So it's probably easier as, Dave went yeah. for the school of podcasting rebranding as you did ask the podcast coach, the the podcast radio show. It's probably, may, is it a little easier because you know us? Yeah, definitely. Like in Dave's case, I forego the Zoom call that I, know, I just said I do with all my clients because, yeah. you know, I've known Dave for years. I know his personality. I, you know, I could just send him emails and ask him some questions and I know whatever answer he gives me, I could hear those answers in Dave's voice and that. So I didn't have to do that particular with Dave, but with most people, yeah. And it, it, if I, like, I've had to redesign artwork for existing podcasts, I'll go listen to their podcasts. And, you know, sometimes I, I might not listen to the whole thing through, but I'll listen to the introduction. I'll listen to how they speak on the show. I still want to meet them face to face, but that gives me a good idea. It's a lot harder when somebody hasn't launched their shows. And that's where I'd say 90, 95% of my clients are. They haven't launched their show yet. And a good portion of them are first time podcasters. So it's not like I can go say, well, what other shows do you have that I can listen to you and get an idea for how you speak and that? Because it's funny, you know, if they say, well, I don't care about colors. Well, your personality will might dictate what colors. Like, am I going to use very muted, uh, muted co- colors? Am I going to use pastel colors? Am I going to use bright, vibrant colors? Well, again, the personality will play into that. So there's a lot of different aspects that, you know, some stuff that I probably do that I don't even realize I'm doing. It's just, I've been a graphic designer for 
30, over 30 years now. Wow. So there's a lot of stuff that's just come second nature to me that I'm sure there is a whole process, but I don't even realize I'm going through the process anymore. It's just second nature. Yeah. I have a really hard question. How do you pronounce your last name? Dakota. Because <laughs> I was, I know the first S is silent. I was like, the, the, it, it's changed over the years. I used to say Dakotes yeah. and pronounce the S at the end. It, it's technically, it's a French name. And in French, you don't pronounce the S's. Yeah, there you go. But my dad was English. So he pronounced the English, the S's at the end. And I used to pronounce the S's, but when our kids were born, my son is now 25 years old. When my son was born, my wife and I made the decision that we were going to raise our kids in French. In Canada, there's two official languages, English and French. And if you wanted you know, to make the best of your life, you should be bilingual. Well, going just to a French school, which is what I did, I went to a, I went to a French school, not, but I spoke mostly English outside. My French is not the greatest. So we decided that we would raise our kids in French. So to this day, I talk to my kids in French. It's weird for me to speak to my kids in English. I talk to my wife in English, though. It's weird for me to speak because I've always talked to her. So I'll turn to my wife, talk to her in English, then turn to the kids and talk to them in French, even though I know the kids are perfectly, right. like they speak English probably better than I do. But because of that, we, I started uh, referring to it as Decote because in French, say it, you know, my name is Marc Decote. There you go. So I eliminated the S. So for the past 25 years, I haven't been pronouncing the S. My brother still pronounces the S. So I guess there's no right or wrong way. <laughs> family, family rap battle. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need. You need a couple of questions, Dave, there uh, yeah, coming in. Uh, on, we have on one here. How important is color palette? Color palette is important when you have something established. So a lot of times somebody will be creating their podcast or I'm just using this in the context of podcasts. When somebody is creating a podcast and they have an existing brand, they have their website and all that, then obviously I'm going to follow a color palette that they have. And sometimes they don't even realize they have a color palette, but whoever designed their website or if they've written a book or whatever, there's colors involved. So I'll try to tie that in because you don't want to uh, have you know a podcast artwork that has reds and yellows and orange and then go visit the website and it's all blues and greens. So I'll tie that stuff in. Now, if they don't have that already, then a lot of it will tie into the subject. I mean, if it's you know a financial podcast might have a certain color palette that I, I deem more appropriate. Again, personality plays into that color palette. Where if somebody's doing like a, a early childhood education podcast, I might go with a different color palette. So it, it does play a part in the overall brand. Color palette is huge because, you know, once you get beyond just the podcast artwork, now if you're going to go into your social media, if they're going to design a website, if they're going to start doing, uh, if they're planning on writing a book along the same topic and all that, then they can take the color palette that we, we develop and expand it into everything from, you know, if they're going to get t-shirts, that makes the difference if, are they going to get a, a yellow t-shirt or a red t-shirt? I mean, could you imagine going to a conference and seeing podcast junk junkies in uh, blue? No, you, you know, it just, you can't fathom it. That orange color has become podcast junkies. So that's the importance of color palette. Yeah. The, the, here's the odd thing. A lot of it's odd, but my actual, like my, the office, which is really a bedroom is painted the blue from the school of podcasting logo the room right next door is that yellow and my office is the or my living room is the gray i took the color palette <laughs> from my logo and painted my house with it but speaking of color palettes you mentioned the podcast rodeo show 
And that kind of had a brown thing going on when I hired Mark. And that's that there is the infamous Blue Yeti yeah. that uh, he was talking about. And when I saw that, first of all, I laughed so hard. I was like, that's the best. And I forget the other ones you had. And I was like, no, that's the winner. You no no you know and then this is the one for uh, the cigar authority that he redid so mm-hmm. very cool stuff. We a couple have, more questions out there. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Craig had one. Yeah, if someone's business grows beyond their podcast, should they keep the same branding? It depends what you really mean by the business grows beyond the podcasts. If you're talking like you you start podcasting on a certain topic and then it the business starts off with that topic, then grows beyond. There's nothing wrong with keeping the same branding. Brand, you got to think brand is not the look. Okay. Brand is the feel people have when they think of you. So there's a big misconception that people think the logo, the image, that is the brand. No, that plays one small part of the brand. Overall, the, like the brand of Ask the Podcast Coach is not the look of the the new microphone you know mascot guy that I designed and that no the the brand of Ask the Podcast Coach is what do we think as the listeners how do we feel why do people come in every Saturday morning well that's all part of the brand you know why do we recommend oh you you know you have questions about podcasting you should go listen to Ask the Podcast Coach that's all brand influence it's what the overall thing is going back to the question if the if the business grows beyond the podcasts. Do you want that brand equity that you've built, the recognition, the feeling people have towards the brand? Do you want that to carry on to the new business? If the new business is a completely different thing, like you had a gardening podcast and you started off in gardening and now you're talking about financial stuff, then no, maybe the brand shouldn't carry over. You should create a brand new brand. You know, look at me. I have a, a separate brand. Podcastbranding.co is not my only company. I've got another design company where I design for anybody. But I used to design under that. I was Mark Decote from Marksman Design. Marksman Design is my other company. I was Mark Decote of Marksman Design. But when I'd go to podcast conferences, it's, oh, great, you're a graphic designer and all that. Then all of a sudden I says, you know what? I'm going to rebrand this part of my business as podcastbranding.co. The next time I went to a conference as podcastbranding.co, Wow. People were like, you specialize in podcasts? You know, I know a bunch of other designers, but you're a designer who specializes in podcasts? Wow. And all of a sudden, it's like things just shot through the roof. So I created a separate brand because my other brand wasn't working for me for there. I mean, it was. I was getting people, but the only people I got were people that really knew who I was. Now, all of a sudden, I created a brand focused at the podcast industry, and it's working. It's, you know, when people say, well, I know this one designer or I know of Mark who specializes in podcast stuff, you know, I'll go towards Mark because he knows what he's talking about when it comes to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you you didn't have to give up your other brand as well. I mean, right. It just, you got specialized. Yeah. For what, how do you go if some, okay, so I'm interested, I I need to kind of go through a logo or go through a brand review. What could I expect from a cost uh, standpoint? That was asked. Uh, Raphael asked that in the chat room. How do you handle that? Is it listed on your site? or well, how, what's, how does the cost work for this? I run podcastbranding.co differently than I run my other business. I'll sit down with every client and we'll discuss the project. And then I'll come up with a quote afterwards or a price afterwards. With podcastbranding.co, I, I have fixed prices on the website. So for podcast artwork, I charge two ninety five. 
Now, I know you can get stuff a lot cheaper. You can go to Fiverr. You can go to 99designs. There's other designers out there that'll design them for cheaper. I charge $295 because I figure that's what you know the service that I offer is worth. My experience. I've got over 30 years as a designer. So I've got put all that experience in there. So I charge that for the artwork. Now, time-wise, I, I make money on some artwork. I lose money on some artwork. Mm. It's an average for me. I just finished doing one artwork that you know went way over the allotted time. Say, for example, I charge $100 per hour. Well, I'm charging $295, so $300 per artwork. That means three hours to create an artwork. I just spent eight hours on one artwork, so I lost money on that one. But then somebody else will come to me and we'll have an idea. And if I could crank out an artwork in you know, 30, 40 minutes, I make up on it there. So over the long run... In, in that case, it, it evens out. But yeah, as far as artwork, I charge two ninety five. Same thing for if you want a WordPress website. I know you know Podcast Page or PodPage there does a great job. I love their websites. But some people want a WordPress website. They want to be able to own everything. They don't want somebody else because that's the one problem with these other platforms. Is you might have an amazing website, but you don't own the website. They own the website. You're only renting the website. So people, when they come and they want a WordPress website. I have a $1,195 package, $1,195 for a website, but that's a template. I've already built the website. If you want it, I'll just pop the website wherever it needs to go, whatever hosting, and I'll change the images, I'll change the wording, I'll change the color and all that. But the website itself is already built. So there's that. Now, if you want a custom website, like I'm designing for another podcaster right now, that one there, we have to sit down, we come up with a price. And prices could range from, you know, thousand dollars to several thousand dollars depending on what it is they want and what they want to incorporate into them if there's any sort of e-commerce involved or if they need uh, you know landing pages if they want some sort of lead magnets and all sorts of stuff involved with it the more pages you add to a website of course the price goes up so i know that doesn't give you no an idea but you have a list actually at podcastbranding.co you have a list of yeah. all your prices you're very yeah, clear I, about i'm very clear but there yeah. is custom websites is a custom right. quote Right. Yeah, so there's one. We just launched this one yesterday. I did that for Jen, uh, Jen Briney, Congressional Dish. We just launched her new website yesterday. Looks great. For those listening on audio, riveting, riveting audio yeah, content. Right. But yeah. <laughs> but if you want to see it, it's congressionaldish.com. Yeah. yeah. It's great. My, right on. my yeah. only advice is we need to get Jen in on the new Libsyn 5 player because it is so much better than the Libsyn 4 player. But no, this looks great. It's all here again. You've got a, a color scheme obviously going on here red, white, and blue. And, you know, the- yeah, see, this was the case. This was a rebrand. She already had an existing brand. She had a mm-hmm. website for many years, but she wanted something new and fresh and that. So I, I used, she already had her color palette chosen. So I just took it and, and designed the website for her. So Mark, I have, so Home Gadget Geeks has existing uh, artwork that I, I had a designer do. She's seven years ago, probably. I, I have some of the content, but I've lost some of it too. And this designer has moved on. I don't have any access to him anymore. So if you were thinking about consulting with me, a podcaster been around a while. I'm not asking you to do the artwork right now live, by the way. <laughs> I'm just thinking from a pricing standpoint, if I were to say, hey, I'm bringing in an existing, I have an existing logo and some brand and some colors, and but I kind of want to rethink it. What's the right for partnering with you? And maybe this is kind of Jen's scenario. I'm really going to update mostly album artwork and some of my social, you know, some of my social stuff. What's the right plan for you? What would you recommend to me to go with to be able to do some of that work? Well, the first thing I would do is I would want to see what your existing 
material mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. There's some cases. I had somebody actually, it was somebody that heard about me through uh, Ask the Podcast Coach. And they came to me and they said, you know, I, I'm looking at updating my podcast artwork. And, you know, this is what I've had. I've had it for years, but I want something different. And I looked at it and I told them, I says, there's nothing wrong. You may be tired of your podcast artwork, but from a design pr- point of mm-hmm. view, there was nothing that I saw that merited a change. That person, you know, they were they were ready to buy. And, and I told them, no, you know, I, I could take your money and I could redesign something, but there's no need to. There's a lot of people. One thing in any business, and I, I know this not just from podcasts, but from designing for the past 30 years. There's a lot. You will grow tired of your stuff before anybody else will <laughs> because you see it on a daily basis. Most yeah. other people out there they it doesn't bother them that they you know they see your logo once every few months or whatever once a year or even if it's weekly it's not going to bother them like it bothers you because you see it on a daily basis and you get tired of it so i have to see the assets that's what i'm getting to jim is i would have to look at the assets decide what is the next step do we need a hmm. full redesign okay. or is it just something that we can take and say and sometimes i've had other clients that have come to me and says i need to redesign this and i told them i says listen i could redesign that it, you know podcast artwork it's 295 dollars, or here's what you can do to your artwork and i'll tell them you know all you need to do is change this your color is you know the contrast is not enough just brighten this color and all that and your artwork will be fine and that's something they can do i don't even have to get involved they don't have sure. to pay me for that Sure. Okay. Well, I, I, that sounds like my next steps is to contact you, give you some of my assets to say, hey, here's what I have access to today. These, these are the things, that, these are the physical bits of my brand that I have actually have access to. Because some sometimes I've gotten into a situation where I wanted to create something new, but because I don't have the the right stuff and I'm just, I'm terrible at this, I can't remake <laughs> it, right? So it, for me, it'd be great to have a designer who I could go back to later and say, Hey, Mark, I really need to create this kind of thing with my brand for YouTube, so to speak. And you could probably quote me a price to say, hey, I can put it in this kind of format and get that done for you. I get that all the time. Somebody will come to me and podcast artwork. And I have another package for social media where I'll design all the Mm -hmm. social media. And a lot of people don't think they need that at first. But I've had a lot of people that have come back to me and said, you know, I thought I could just do that on my own. It's so much easier here. Why don't you just and then I'll just give you all the assets for, you know, whatever social media platforms you're on. And tied in because sometimes it's not just a matter of taking your square podcast artwork and plopping it down on uh, your social media. Sometimes you need to play with it. You know, if you're using Instagram, Instagram has a round uh, profile photo. So you got to play with the artwork. Sometimes your square artwork's just not going to fit in there properly. Right. So I will redesign something that will fit into that round cir- circle for you. Yeah, that's that's. I have designers at work that do this on our podcast for the Gallup stuff. I can't, yeah. of course, use them for home gadget geeks. So I'm a little addicted to just saying, "Hey, can you do this right?" and and getting yeah. that stuff back because I just whenever I do it, it's terrible. So, well, um, d- Uncle Marv yeah. wants to know: a lot of podcasters use their own picture instead of a logo. And what were your thoughts on that? Okay, first thing I want to talk chat is the word logo. This is a huge misconception in the podcast space. Your podcast cover art is not a logo. It is your podcast cover art. Your podcast cover art may contain a logo. If, for example, whenever Dave puts out his his uh, you know school of podcasting or you know ask the podcast coach, he may include the logo for that on the podcast artwork. 
but the whole thing is not a, a logo. So that's one of the big misconceptions that I, I hear people talk uh, about logos. A logo is an individual thing. What I like to say is, have you ever heard of the band Kiss? Yeah. Well, the K-I-S that appears on every album artwork is their logo. The album artwork is their album artwork. It's not their logo. The Rolling Stones so, yeah. is another big one. Yeah. So I just to getting to the question, that's one of the, I, you want to call it a pet peeve of mine, <laughs> is the P, when people call their podcast artwork their logo. And there are some cases when, yes, the podcast artwork is an actual logo because that's they've designed a logo and they've just basically stuck it in a square. And yes, that is the, the case. But I'd say I remember doing a presentation at uh, Podcast Movement or PodFest. And before that, I looked at the top 200 podcasts in Apple Podcasts. And I think there was only eight of them that actually had a logo as their podcast artwork. Everybody else had artwork that may have included a logo. But anyway, so that was the pet peeve. I'm sorry, can you bring his question back up? I don't remember what the rest of the question um, was. Should you use... Picture picture your picture, picture of yourself. Okay, your picture. I go through this with every client. And because sometimes there is a reason and sometimes there's not. And what I say is there's only two reasons for you to have your photo on your podcast cover art. Reason number one is your photo is a selling feature. You are already known in your space. You don't have to be worldwide famous, but if you're already known, you know, I I did a podcast for a child psychologist. Well, she goes around and she gives talks. She's on stage. She does presentation. The people listening to her would know who she is. So I said, let's put your photo on the podcast cover art because all it takes is for somebody who's you know in the child psychology uh, niche to be scrolling through and go, oh, I recognize her. They may not remember her name. They may have seen her give a speech somewhere like two, three years ago, and they don't remember her name, but they see the photo and go, I know who that is. That may be all it takes for them to click on the podcast and give it a listen. So if you are recognizable in your space, then yes, you should definitely have your photo on your cover artwork. If you, the other reason number two to do it is if you're trying to build a personal brand, if your goal with the podcast is to get up on stage, is to give those presentations, give TED Talks, write a book and all that, then you're trying to build a personal brand. You want people to know you. You don't necessarily want people to know who your podcasts are. You want them to know you. And one of the best ways to do that is put your photo on the artwork because that way, when anybody's listening, then they can see and say, okay, that's who I'm listening to, you know, and it gives them that connection. And then people will listen to it and go, you know, I want to get somebody to speak, you know, this person, I like that person, you know, and they see who, and not just because they visually look good, but it creates that more intimate connection with the person they're listening to. And they'll be more inclined to uh, reach out to them and say, hey, you know, why don't you come over or wanted to, you know, you speak at our event and that. So those are the only two reasons to have your photo on your cover artwork. One, you're already recognizable. You're quote unquote famous in whatever niche you're talking about, or you're trying to build a personal brand in order to say become famous. And a lot of people don't like that term. Like they're not trying to become famous, but I'll ask a lot of people and they say, no, I don't want to become famous, but do you want to get on stage? Well, yeah, that's one of the ideas is I want to get on stage. I want to do this. I want to go to different places and talk. Well, Face it, you're trying to become famous yeah. in your niche. So those are the only two reasons. If you don't fall into one of those ca- two categories, no reason to have your photo on your podcast co- uh, cover art other than vanity. I mean, some people just, they want it on there. And if they want it, so be it. But there is really no reason to have it. Yeah, if you're hot, it, it can... 
<laughs> Easy, Dave. <laughs> he, uh, in my logo, the guy picked up my glasses. And so made it like it fits that the average guy, the AG, then put together looked like a pair of glasses, which mm-hmm. I thought was super creative, right? And you're like, okay, well, that kind of, I don't want to picture, you know, I don't want to picture myself on those, but that kind of picking up on some of those clues, I think, is what you're talking about as we think about bringing some of these styles of yourself. So when people see it, whatever they're seeing, whether it's the logo or the design of the logo inside art, it's instantly recognizable. Oh, yeah, that's Dave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Jim. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Mark, right? So, hey, before you do that, it's been it's over a little bit over time, and I need a little more coffee. Uh, Can you give me a... Oh, yeah, so good. Everybody drink. Okay, excellent. Hey, did, did you notice, Mark, in, in the Ask the Podcast Coach logo, there's the guys holding a cup of coffee? I mean, how great is that he is on, holding the coffee. Uh, for Brandon? Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, the, the slide Dave just put up had the old pod, Ask the Podcast Coach logo. Uh, the old logo. Dave. We got to change that. There you go. See, that's that's what he catches. There you go. That's funny. I've never noticed that until now. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Old slides. But we do want to thank James over at the Dog Podcast Network. He is the teacher's pet. If you're, uh, if you have a pooch, if you have a hound, if you have a, you know, your four-legged friend, and you're looking for a podcast to listen to while you're walking the dog or driving on the way to work. They got short shows, long shows. It's all there at Dog Podcast Network. And we always like to thank our $20 supporters like uh, Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcasting and hard work are made fun. Greg at the Indie Drop-In Network. You can find him at IndieDropIn.com. That's especially great if you have true crime or comedy or scary stories. Shane over at Torpreneur. Shane Whaley, if you operate a tour business or plan on starting one, this podcast is for you. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at horseradionetwork.com. If you got horsies or definitely go check out Glenn at horseradionetwork.com. Ed Sullivan at soniccupcake.com. So if you're looking to take your podcast and make it sound just all icing and just yummy, check out Ed Sullivan at soniccupcake.com. Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards, which is dedicated to enhancing the visibility of the Latinx podcast. And they've been doing this since 2017 at latinpodcastawards.com. Max Truscott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. I just saw this morning where he had posted another picture of some plane on his Facebook. So if you're a pilot, you'll definitely like it over at aviationnewstalk.com. Check out KJST Media, an LGBTQ plus founded company focused on helping all levels of podcasters to grow their podcasts. Regardless of what you're looking for, they are there to help you at kjstmedia.com. Greg over at debtshepherd.com where he teaches financial wellness. Kim Kragy at Toastmasters101.net. So if you're looking to develop your voice or reduce your editing time or improve your content, Toastmasters101.net. And if you and there again is the old logo. How sad is that? I'm so glad you pointed that out. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. So it's very cool. If you'd like to um support the show in other ways, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. And uh, you can sponsor Jim's mug and buy my book and all sorts of other fun stuff. Because Dan's doing that right now. But you, you could. There's other things you could do. On, let's see. When you have an idea, how many drafts of a design do you do? Like many logo designs are useful to choose from. So I guess when, somebody- when I'm, uh, yeah, when I'm doing a uh, podcast artwork, the way, okay, this is exactly what I tell uh, my clients. I will provide you, based on our conversation, I will provide you two to three different ideas for you to choose from those ideas. If there's one of them that you really like, we're done. 
you know, there, you're, use it, we're good, I'll send you the full resolution version, and we're finished. But feel free to say that, you know, I really like option number three, but I like what you did here in option number one. Is there a way for us to incorporate those or move stuff? I will gladly make those changes. The other thing is, if you look at all three of them, and you say, Mark, I'm just not feeling any of them, I will gladly go back to the drawing board. I'm not one of those designers. I have, in my 30 years of design, I have never said, you only get two revisions. You only get three revisions. I'm not going to have to live with this stuff. You are going to have to live with this stuff. I want you to be happy with whatever I provide you. But I have enough confidence in my skill that I know it's not going to take, you know, four, five, six, seven revisions. I can usually get something that you will be happy with within two, maybe three revisions, and then we're good. And I'll happily go back to the drawing board. I've been doing this for a long enough time. I have a thick skin. If somebody tells me I don't like your artwork, I'm not going to be hurt. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hold it against you. It's not a big deal. Artwork is subjective. If you don't like it, then I'll go back to the drawing board. No problem and do it. I want you to be happy with whatever I provide. Yeah. When I, when we did the podcast rodeo show, in fact, I think I had, I think we all kind of picked which one we liked best. But there was this one, and then there was this one was an idea, and then this one with the kind of the branded RSS feed. I thought that was kind of cool. But like Mark said, you basically go until you go, yeah, that one. That's the one I want. Yeah. So, very cool. And someone in the chat one says 295 is very reasonable. And You know, as, as far as prices go, I will admit I am uh, a little bit on the expensive compared to a lot of other podcasters right. or podcast designers, I should say. But I, I feel what I provide is worth that. And, you know, if, if you're looking to spend $50 on, on your artwork, then, you know, I'm not the person for you. And, and that's fine. But if you're willing to invest, and that's what it is. It's not an expense. It's an investment. If you, because you got to remember, when somebody discovers a podcast, what do they find first? There's right. two things. Before they press play, there's two things people always look. They look at the artwork and they look at the description. So you better have a a darn good description for your podcast that tells people why they should press play. But it's the artwork. If you do a search for podcasts and you come up with, you know, there's a dozen or more different podcasts, which one are you going to click on first? The one that has the most interesting or the better looking artwork? Because something I like to say is if your artwork looks cheap and and amateurish, people are automatically going to presume that your podcast is cheap and amateurish. So they're not going to click on it. So that's what I do. I provide those. And if you're willing to invest $295 in your artwork, then I'm the person to come to. Yeah. Craig wants to know, when you do a full podcast website, can you import the back catalog from a current WordPress site that has an old theme? Yeah, for sure. I just did that. Jen Briney's website that I launched yesterday. She had an existing website. She had it built on Elementor. She had a, a different theme on it. And I decided... Uh, even though I know Elementor, I prefer working in Divi myself. So I rebuilt the website in Divi. I imported her old catalog and no problems. Everything's there. All the artwork, like the podcast artworks for her episodes and all that. Everything's there. It's just uh, it's very easy to do. Somebody had a question and I cannot find it, but they were kind of asking about how do you determine how artwork is going to look on other sites? Because if you think about it, you know, it it can be up to 3,000 by 3,000 pixels, but I don't know what it is in the Apple store. It's probably 175 you, pixels, but... Re, re, real estate. We're working with a square canvas. My main thought when I'm designing the artwork is this has to be readable. And I know that 
you know, when I'm looking at mine, I use Downcast. That's what I listen to. When I'm looking at Downcast, the artwork on there, maybe a centimeter by a centimeter, was roughly, you know, a quarter inch by a quarter inch square. I have to be able to recognize, maybe not at that size, read the artwork, but I have to recognize the artwork at that size. So when I'm designing something, that's what I go for. I, I just finished uh, a logo. Or, well, I designed a logo as well, but I did the cover artwork for this person. And they had one small aspect of the artwork. And they're seeing it at 3,000, 3,000 pixels. And they said, can we just, instead of having those straight, can we curve these things a little bit? And I just says, no, because really when people see the artwork, nobody's going to notice that there's a little slight curve on them or if they're straight. And it, it looks good either way. Um, So I said, it's not worth spending the time curving these little pieces in the artwork that nobody is going to notice once you see it uh, on a small screen like that. Yeah. Brendan says, sometimes it can signal the show, meaning going back to the talk of having you on the cover. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, for sure. If it's hosted by a woman or a person of color, that can be another way to get people to to click on your show. They're like, hey, that person looks like me. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. I saw, I was scrolling through the, the chat there. I saw somebody ask, what's your opinion on episode artwork? Personally, I don't like episode artwork. Okay. Let me say, I create episode artwork for my podcasts that I use on my website. So every episode on my website has a different one. I could use it to promote it in social media, but I do not personally put episode artwork on my podcast feed. And I will tell you the reason if I open up my app right now, as I said, I use downcast. And if I look at my list, I can tell you right now that I've got four shows queued up. I've got uh, talking fat with, with Jonathan and Jen. I can tell right away. I've got a very little icon. I can see I've got talking fat. I've got the real Brian show and I've got the savvy social school teed up. I've got this other one at the top here. I'm looking at the artwork. I have no idea who this podcast is. I click on it and it's, oh, School of Podcasting. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> that, that's why I don't like episode artwork because I am always viewing my podcasts in this playlist uh, and I have no idea unless I click on it to see what podcast that is. Yeah. Well, and and that, so that's because of that. I never put episode artwork into my own show because I want people to recognize my show's icon when they're looking in a playlist. That's a good point. And uh, I run into that all the time with anybody who does episode artwork. The feed, I could say, the feed from Lipson is a good one because their episode artwork may change every episode, but it has a very familiar look to it. So once you know what it looks like, it's just like the number changes and stuff. So you can tell that, oh, that's the feed. Even though the artwork's changed slightly, you know it's the feed artwork. But other ones that always put different, whatever random stuff. Um, like I, Dave on Ask the Podcast Coach, you'll see here. I looked myself up here. Why is that not letting me show you? There we go. This is me in on a website at Amazon Music. And you can see these are really tiny. And I'm, yeah. I'm trying. The last three, you can see where I put the logo in the middle. But yeah. Like so if, one, if you can stay consistent where the yeah. person listening gets to familiar but it's when you're all over the place and it's completely different artwork every time, then when you're looking through a playlist of, okay, what do I want to listen to next? You have no idea. Oh, what podcast is this? Because you know the title, like this one that I have here that I haven't listened to yet, what inspires people to tell a friend? And artwork I don't recognize. Yeah. I have no idea what inspires people to tell a friend. I have no idea what podcast that is without 
clicking, you know, get info, find out, or pressing play to listen to it. So that's my you've been schooled by the master there Dave. you're gonna have to that's a really good point yeah and i agree that the feed has a nice kind of like we do here for the live stream i have a picture of the stage with lighting on it and at the bottom i just change the number so that and, and that's basically what they've done with their kind of almost like a template for their episode artwork that way it stays consistent has their logo in it or there we go sorry has their artwork in it (laughs) <laughs> Although Dave, I think for this, and this is, I've had to do this on, cause you inspired me to do this on uh, home gadget geeks was to create a custom kind of background, keep it the same, move it or change it every once in a while. But I moved the episode over into the other corner over there yeah. because when we have three, you can't like you're covering the artwork right now. So yeah. we should almost move the, you know, the logo the for two seconds. So if we do this, yeah. That's yeah. What Mark, you're coming back. Don't leave. Yeah. Don't leave. But yeah, it's hidden, right? So in this case, you almost need to move those over to the corner in case. Now, that goes away if we have four people, but it, it does, it, it, it works for both two and three, and we rarely have four. So you should probably move the episode over, over uh, episode yeah. and art yeah, over I, into I, the I could put corners. the logo on the left and the number over here. Yeah. Right, yeah. What do you think about YouTube thumbnails? What What's your, do you have much to say in that? Because it's, you know, there's such a variety of got to have these crazy pictures, people. Do you have any Cons- thoughts on consist- YouTube? Consistency th- again. What you want is for people to look up your thumbnail on YouTube and know right away what channel it is without checking, without reading or all that. You know, if, if you are somebody who are comfortable, I, I love the channels where it's somebody, uh, the picture of them. There's one guy I follow. He's a designer. And his, it's a photo of him in every single thing, but it's different things. Like he'll be holding something or he'll point at the title and, you know, but it's always a different photo of him. But as soon as I see that thumbnail, I know what uh, YouTube channel that is. It's him. Mm. Or you go to another one and they always have their brand. Like sometimes all it takes is like maybe like a, a bar across the bottom, you know, a lower third type thing with a logo on it and then a different image. Well, that lower third image will, if it's consistent for every episode, then when you see the what's coming up next, you know right away, oh, I know who that video is. It's the ones that throw like a random thing out there and they may just have a name in the bottom. And, and again, if you're looking small on your phone, it's hard to see those things. So you want to make it as easy as possible for somebody to go, oh, I know who that is. There you go. Good advice. Chris is saying, what about Dave's rule of printing your art on a business card and dropping it on the floor? That used to be, I think it's Rob (laughs) is where I got that from. Rob Walsh, where if you're, whatever your business card is, if you drop it on the floor, he would look at it and go, can I still read? His whole point was the name of the show. So many people try to cram so much on that little square. That was his point. Because I I don't really know, unless you are really well known, Putting, you know, with Dave Jackson is not going to really do much for my artwork. You know what I no, mean? It's- that's the one thing. A lot of people, especially, it goes back to my same too. If you're famous or if you're trying to become famous, yes, you should have your name on your podcast artwork, but your name is an afterthought. The name doesn't have to be readable. Okay. Unless it's the whatever person show, right. then yeah, your name has to be readable. But if it's with or hosted by, that can be small. Now, I know those listening can't can't see my setup, but I've got a door right behind me here. My computer is facing this door. When I'm designing podcast artwork, I'll get up out of my office, walk to the end of that hallway, turn around, look at my computer and say, can I read that? 
you know, from way back there. That's the way I do it. If I can read the artwork and, and understand what it is from standing at the back of the hallway there, then I know it's going to look fine and small on a phone. So that it's just something get away from the computer. I do that. So yeah, dropping the business card uh, thing on the floor works. That's another thing. When people, it's very easy to take podcast cover artwork and just throw it on a business card. It's square. It fits one half of a business card. You put text next to it. But a business card, when you go say to the Lipson booth, at uh, any conference and Rob has all the business cards put out. The best looking business cards are ones that were custom designed to match the show artwork and not necessarily just have the show artwork on the business card. You know, it just shows that these people spent uh, a little bit of extra time, maybe a little bit of extra money, and they care a little bit more about their show than just plopping a square on one part of a business card. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Here's a new one I've never heard of. So Stefan says, we even have different artwork in the MP3 and another episode artwork in the feed. The only app that I know of that would work on is Overcast. Almost yeah. all the other podcast apps pull the artwork. If they do pull it at all, it's from the feed. Like Apple Me- Pod- Media Player does on Windows. It'll pull the, oh, yeah. you're talking that artwork's embedded. Artwork? Yeah. So, um, now, I, I just want to reiterate, when I said the the episode artwork, I still do episode artwork. It's good for ev- your promotion. On social media, you want to have episode artwork there. Again, keep the branding consistent so that when somebody's scrolling through Instagram and they see it, they know instantly who it is. But use episode artwork everywhere else. I just don't personally put it into my podcast feed. Because I, when I look at a podcast playlist in order to pick the next podcast, I want to be able to see uh, who the podcast is without having to click and try to figure it out. Felix is saying, do you use podcast cover art for YouTube if you're not using video? I would think not. Or do you have... A- in, in this case, I use the, the episode artwork that I create. Say for my show in... Again, I'm going to go back to Lipson because that's who I use. In Lipson, when you upload your artwork, you have the thumbnail and then you have the, the large image will get transferred over to YouTube. So when you go to YouTube, that large image becomes your thumbnail. Yeah. Now, you can go replace it if you want, but I always design something and, and I'm consistent. Like I've got a bar at the bottom of mine with my logo and my episode number. And then I always have... I use the same font. I I use two fonts for all my artwork since day one. I've been doing this for six years. It's the same two fonts that I use so that it's consistent. You look at any of my episode artworks for anything or YouTube and all that, you could instantly know, oh, that's Mark because those are the two fonts that he uses. There we go. So consistency. I'm curious about what you think about the kind of, you just mentioned this, the font size and based on the subject matter of a podcast. Well, you just kind of answered that. You use two fonts. And the font size um, is, can I read it from far away? Yeah, like there's certain cases, like I just designed podcast cover artwork for somebody who uses two fonts on their website. One of them is a, a standard serif font. The other one was a script font. Well, the script font, when they wanted to use that for the name of their podcast, and I told them that it just won't fit. It already won't be readable enough. It, we can use a script, but I had to change to a different script. Something similar to what they were using on their website but I wanted something a little bit bolder and some scripts like the, the letters, like it's hard to differentiate some letters. Is that an I or is that an R? So we kind of uh, play around with that because you've got very limited real estate when you're working on podcast canvas. There you go. Mark, can you hang around a little I'll, longer? I'll stick around. I've got nowhere to go. Cause we've got post show coming up, but I looked down. I was like, man, that was a quick hour. Holy cow. Jim, what's going on? The average guy.tv. Yeah, Aaron Lawrence, uh, a Canadian blogger who joins us a couple times a year, comes in and we talk about, I know this is a shocker, coffee. 
So we spend a bunch of time talking about coffee tech and the Nespresso line in in uh, specific. So if you want to join us, I'll be posting a little bit later today, theaverageguy.tv. There you go. Mark, do you know what's coming up on the Resourceful Designer Podcast? I'm going to talk about the slumps and valleys and stuff like that, where, you know, designers, because most of us, I talk to freelancers, we are sometimes, you know, we got a lot of artwork or a lot of projects coming in, and sometimes we got barely any. And it's just dealing with those peaks and valleys in workload. There we go. On the School of Podcasting, I'm doing an episode about taking a break. Should you take a break? How do you come back from a break? All that fun stuff. And that'll be over at the school of podcasting.com. I want to thank Mark for popping in today and letting me know that he's been doing podcasting longer than six years and answering a boatload of questions. So that was very cool. Thanks to all of our sponsors, dogpodcastnetwork.com, based on a true, I always, I know it's podcast, based on a true story, podcast.com. There we go. And uh, thanks to the chat room. We are going to have some post show coming up in 34 seconds. And... Yeah, what should we just dance for thirty four seconds? Or? Yeah, just let the just let the music play out, Dave. Just crank the music and let it play out. <laughs> Thanks so much. We're here every Saturday, ten thirty Eastern Standard Time. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And boost the show if you're doing that value for value thing. <laughs>